Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. go i guess i'll let casey open the podcast this week uh welcome to the hammer and rails podcast i'm your host andrew ledman and i'm casey bartley and we're psyched to be back with you to talk about the purdue victory over illinois in dominating fashion gonna talk about that enjoy the hell out of that part of the conversation take a break and then we're gonna look ahead to the upcoming games purdue has as they finish out the kind of compressed part of their schedule the rescheduled game um at michigan Coming up this Thursday, February 10th, and then this Sunday, February 13th, Purdue returns home to face Maryland. But as I said, we're going to start out the podcast with the fun part. So last night, Purdue played probably their biggest Big Ten game of the season, uh, maybe their biggest game of the entire season, conference or non-conference, and they took down Illinois 84-68 to with just an absolutely dominating second half. Uh, probably the best second half this Purdue team has played, or best half of basketball this Purdue team has played all year, and it was just a thing of beauty. So, uh, top level uh, report about the game, Casey. What what stands out to you? We got the best player in the country with the ball in his hands. That's nice, right? That's that's yeah, that's a good thing. Jaden Ivy was unbelievable. My God, the man is a problem. Yeah, it, it, he. The thing is, he just he became mad. In the second half, when he didn't get a foul call, which he should have gotten because uh, the Illinois player grabbed his arm as he was going up for a for a layup. Yep. Uh, and then after that, he was just like, oh, I'm just going to score every time down the floor now. I 
it's shocking how fast he is because it literally doesn't matter if if the other team misses, whether Ivy gets the rebound or he's just the outlet. If he gets the ball, it is a semi-fast break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Defenses are literally not capable of getting set if he is sprinting up the court. And that's just something you not you don't see. It, it reminds me, honestly, um, I know John ja Morant is obviously the the NBA equivalent. Their games are very similar. But it reminds me of Giannis. The way really? that Giannis can just take the ball. He does it in, you know, two dribbles. Well, yeah, I mean, he's so big and long. Right. But it's just he's able to turn those numbers right away. And Ivy has that has that speed and burst and honestly tenacity for 36 minutes and pretty much the entire last 20 minutes. Can you tell me an offensive possession where Ivy took it easy? No, no. And in fact, uh, Ivy scored Purdue 20 of Purdue's last 32 points in a game. Incredible. And, ha- and assisted on another and assisted on, yeah, yeah, a eight couple. or so. So not, it, it's not just that you have that ability, which is ungodly and just like, wow. You also have that conditioning. Um, you you yeah, have to the keep abil- that up. Yeah, to not get physically or mentally tired because he's not he's not taking it easy. If he doesn't have the ball, he's running hard off the ball somewhere because that's our offense. Right. Or he's taking the ball up top, running these complex high pick and rolls where he's engaging and having to know where three defenders are and every one of his guys. And these are tough high leverage situations, and he is just acing them for what feels like three straight games now. Yeah. Yeah, he he's just been on a whole other level than what we've seen before. And so I, I obviously I finished watching the game last night and it's one of those where you don't really want to change the channel. You want to see yeah. with SportsCenter coming up next what they talk about. So uh, Scott Van Pelt was hosting SportsCenter right after the game and he had Painter on and he had a little interview with Painter. Um, but one of the things that Scott Van Pelt said, which was just incredible to me, was at one point in the second half, Jaden Ivey. <laughs> Uh, either scored or assisted on 17 of 19 straight Purdue points in a high leverage game. Yeah, against the, yeah. Against the number 13 ranked team uh, against a team full of good guards, good guards and a giant big man. Yeah, and it's just, it's just nothing to him. Two defenders in the same space with him. Uh, this reminds me of that last transition trend. Uh, transition basket where Painter said he was telling him to slow down. Yeah, which slow down. Painter, have we learned nothing? Don't tell them to slow down. Let yeah. them stay aggressive. But he had a defender on his right and his left. There was no angle. You watch the play. It's like, there's no space. He hop steps through both of them, gets to the rim, draws a foul and finishes. Yeah. And I just don't know how he does it. It's quickness and agility and this just determined because you watch him play. He still, it doesn't seem like he has like the most control of the ball. His handle still looks a little loose. But he can just get everywhere, even inside through all that chaos, because he is a once-in-a-lifetime athlete. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. So uh, for those that don't know, I have uh, three older brothers. We all went to Purdue. Um, my dad also went to Purdue. And all of us but one are, like, really big sports fans. My oldest brother, he's, like, a casual sports fan. He watches it every now and then. Uh, and we have a we have a text chain that we, like, go back and forth, like, during sporting events and um, Bo, the oldest brother has been bad luck. So like when he watches, it seems like Purdue doesn't play very well. Uh, but he told us he was watching the game last night and during a part where Ivy was going off, he said something along the lines of, so am I wrong? Or is he like one of the best players I've ever seen play? Yeah. And we're like, no, no, you're right. Yeah. He, he, he is pretty good. I mean, it just, the way he played 
last night, and as you said, the last two, three, even four games, um, has just been incredible. And I wanted to read the quote that you mentioned, uh, that you uh, alluded to there about Painter and the, and the slowing down. So it's in the Greg Doyle article on Indy Star um, about last night's game, which was obviously very good because Doyle's one of the best out there, in my opinion. Uh, so the quote was, Obviously, it's an advantageous scenario for us when he's in the open court, he meaning Ivy. But I just thought we needed to take 30 seconds off the clock. Painter was saying later, smiling, eh, but what I just, do I know? I just want to hit him with the <laughs> with the blink meme. Just, no! we de- That is our problem. We get late in the game, and that is part of the... Like part of our issue late in the game is we play a different offense because there's no point when if you have advantage on transition, you're going to say, ooh, pull it out. But then when we're up 14 or whatever, I get you want to you want to take off clock. But scoring a basket is the best way to prevent the other team from coming back. Yeah, it does. It does seem like Purdue plays the basketball equivalent of a prevent, prevent, you know, prevent defense and football. Exactly. Um, And somehow, you know, we're content with taking 15 to 20 seconds off the clock before we start an offense. And then suddenly you're like, Oh, now we got to throw up something wild and we may not get points. And then you're like, yeah, but we took time off. And then the other team goes down and scores a bucket. And you're like, well, this didn't really work how I wanted it to. Um, So Ivy, the article continues to say that it sounds like Ivy couldn't even hear what painter was yelling because it was so loud. (laughs) So he just took it, which, you know, worked out great for us. So the louder, the better, I guess. Well, yes, that's a Mackie proverb. Um, uh, also, I, I think it just takes a little, you have to know your team, trust your team more to score than to stop the other team. Right. If right. that's the choice between putting it on your defense, holding them a little bit or building the lead on offense, know what you're good at. Yeah. And obviously this Purdue team, one of the best offenses and most efficient offenses we've ever seen. Whereas on defense, Anyone's you know, as we've discussed, that. well, yes. As we've discussed ad nauseum, you know, they're middle of the pack right now, according to the numbers. Um, now, whether those numbers are accurate, as we talked about last week, is another story. But for now, we just have to look at where they're ranked off, uh, defensively. And it is. It's it's middle of the pack, top third, maybe. Uh, but the offense is so much better that you need to rely on that when you can. So rather than playing that prevent offense, you might as well just let them continue to do what they're good at, which is put the ball in the hoop. Yeah, we didn't get better on a Kim Palm defensive rating. So I'm just more fuel to the sham fire. Yeah, that's surprising. We to me. played really well on defense. Yeah, you allow only 68 points to the number 13th ranked uh, team. That seems like that would be good for your defensive ratings. And I've got another thing. Where you know when we do like player comps and you you talk about players and you know their numbers might not be good, but if they have one elite skill, they're super valuable and they're better sure. than they should be. Sure. Yeah. We're an elite rebounding team. So even if we're not as efficient at stopping teams from making baskets, generally we are better than almost anyone in the country at when they get the one shot, that's all they get. I don't know why that's not more reflective in our rankings. Cause I, I think that stuff matters. Yeah. Cause. And, and it, I mean, I remember, gosh, probably seven, eight years ago, maybe more um, when rebounding was a huge, huge problem for this Purdue team. Like we were getting out rebounded nearly every game. Um, and it's just amazing over Painter's career to see that change so drastically. For sure. Um, we have definitely not been great rebounding teams for a little while. Uh, Haas never rebounded as well as you'd want. Cause you know, yeah, for a guy, his size couldn't move a ton. Like I, I think, I do think we're seeing, this is probably a, uh, in a summer conversation, but with, uh, that giant bird coming along, 
I think we're oh, moving on. In my, I heard <laughs> giant bird, and I was like, what are we talking about here? Uh, so with another huge recruit coming in who's seven two, but like he moves more like Edie than Haas. And I think, I think Purdue, thanks probably a little bit to Matt Harms, has figured out that our offense, our defense is everything. Is We want big guys, but they need to be able to move. Right. And especially offensively, because we were limited with what we could run with Haas. Edie is, if he's going to make it in the NBA, it's because of this skill. He's one of the best screeners in the country. You can't get around him. Yeah. Yeah, and he did really well with that last night. And his feet are good enough to when he does roll, you know, he can move, get around, get to places. So, Well, you know he used to be a hockey player. No way. I don't know, I don't know if you heard I, that. I thought he was a shortstop. Yeah. <laughs> he did play baseball. He was a pitcher. Oh, Amazing. Wow. Okay. Amazing. You might have heard of that before. Although it could be it could be a Hammer and Rails podcast scoop. We didn't get that last game, did we? No, I don't think they mentioned Good. that that I heard. The second game when they've already seen him and stuff, we don't we don't have to do the novelty yet. Right, right. So yeah, um this game was just refreshing, right? We took yes. the big lead and we held it and we were dominant for an entire twenty minutes. And even the first half was encouraging because you had guys like Ethan Morton and Caleb first step up. Yeah, I, that's I, what I that's what I wanted to talk about next, but I'll let you finish your thought. Gotcha. It was just really nice to see little pieces pick up everywhere and then our dominant guys dominate. And there was no letdown in the second half. Our team played. Uh, Illinois looked like they were playing a team where they knew. I, it, there was like two minutes left when Underwood brought in the backups. Yeah, I thought that was strange. I, I didn't really understand. I was shocked. Uh, you, don't, you don't really see that too mm. often, especially in Big Ten play. Because a three went down and it knocked it down to like 13 points or something in like a minute 40, which is pretty similar to what Ohio State had right. when they came yeah. back. So <laughs> I was shocked, but like at the it was shocking to see. Uh, but at the same time, Purdue wasn't playing like a team that was ever going to give up a lead. No. Which is refreshing. Yeah, it's a real change. So so you mentioned um, Ethan Morton, and I wanted to focus on that little um, segment in the first half. So at this mm-hmm. point, Purdue was, Purdue was down 21 to 12. And it really struggled to keep up with Illinois. Um, they looked shaky early on. Maybe the, the gravity of the game was a little bit too much for them. Uh, after Coburn made a layup, Morton hit a three with a nice assist uh, by Sasha to knock it down to 21-15. Bullseye three. Like, yeah. There wasn't much space, but he, he just gets it sometimes where you're like, that ball's going to him, and he's shooting it. And it usually yeah. goes in. Yeah, and then on the other end, Morton gets a defensive rebound. Uh, Purdue would miss the miss the bucket there. There was another rebound on the other side. Uh, Sasha stole it, gave it to Morton again. Another layup, a layup for him. So twenty one seventeen. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so I mean, and Morton got fouled. He ended up missing the free throw. But I mean, he took a quick five points mm-hmm. to take a nine point lead down to four, and suddenly it looked like a completely different right. game. And then we had two free throws from Trevion, and then Caleb first came in, hit a three, gave Purdue the lead, and all of a sudden the game was completely reset. Uh, the Purdue team looked completely different. They were ready to go, and it's just those, I think it was about three minutes of game time right there. Uh, oh, two minutes of game time, and suddenly Purdue was back in the ball game, and it was thanks to guys that aren't really – uh, getting a ton of minutes. It was Ethan Morton and it was Caleb first who brought this Purdue team back. And I love to see that because it just shows how dangerous this offense can be. Absolutely. Our, our bit players are high four star guys. That's, that's not something we could say in the past. Generally the people coming off the bench could do maybe one thing. Well, um, but we've got guys that can play Caleb first length. I thought it really changed the game in the first half on the defensive end. Um, 
He's a really good rebounder. He's really active. He can move his feet really well. I thought his defense was phenomenal. And then Ethan Morton is just better at everything than you think he would be. He's been really good at the rim. Good shooter. He's long. Um, Part of the problem in the first half was Isaiah Thompson's defense. He came in and was immediately awful. And that's kind of when he got yanked. Morton got put in. I think we're seeing that Morton first are going to be really good offensive players. But right now they come in and provide length and defense in little stretches and kind of just bring energy in these little runs. And it's really important to have that in your bag, especially with the NCAA tournament coming up where it's just a player or two here or there that can really change momentum. And we saw that with this Illinois game. Yeah, I mean, once once Thompson got yanked and Morton kind of – we got a little bit of point Morton uh, there for, for that stretch right there. So I knew that was exciting for you. Uh, but it really did. I mean, it looked like a completely different Purdue team. Uh, of course, we kind of fell apart at the end of the of the first half, uh, allowed Illinois to take a two-point lead into halftime. But considering the way the game started and how, how deep uh, Purdue found themselves in that hole at the beginning, that was something that I could handle – and, I mean, talk about an amazing start to the second half. I'm not sure I've ever seen a better five minutes from a player uh, than than the start of the second half for Eric Hunter Jr. He had nine points and assisted on at least, I believe, two more buckets. One. Uh, was it only one? It was Okay, it was just the Sasha three. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it, it was incredible. He completely, completely uh, turned the game around in the second half. He, let's see, uh, made a layup, made two threes. Or just one. One three. One three, uh, and then assisted assisted on a Sasha three. Right. So, I mean, he was responsible in one way or another for 12 points in the first four minutes and 20 seconds of the of the second half. Yeah, three layups and a three. There you go. Yeah, uh, we hadn't even mentioned his name yet, but we are starting to see him in stretches be this aggressive offensive player, using his size, getting to the hoop. It It is impossible to defend this defense or defend this team already. And now the the one drive where Hunter got the ball off the screen and curl, he was following Ivy. So there was like a little wake behind Ivy. The defense is panicking at Ivy cutting in. Of course, yeah. And then all of a sudden Hunter, whose man is looking at Ivy and looking at all that action, now Hunter's going through the same screen and he's got a three-step. He's beating his man by three steps. He's got E standing inside, so uh, Coburn can't fully help, can't even get to the shot at all. And it's just an easy layup and stuff like that is that's not luck. That is if you have this many dangerous guys on the floor, a defense is going to break. That's why we are right now. I believe the second most efficient offense of all time. That I mean, that's just astounding to even think about. Yeah. So and we're getting better. Right, right, yeah. I mean, we are playing our best basketball right now. So to think that we were already the second most efficient of all time, and really we could continue to go up, is is mind blowing. We shot twenty of thirty one in that second half, sixty five percent from the field. That is, I mean, it's just unheard of. Yeah, and it still kind of felt like quiet games from Trevion Williams, from yeah. Zach Eady. Uh, you know, we just get two or three threes a game from Gillis, who I thought was really good this game in the second half. He was bad to start the game again. Yeah, he had he definitely had some lapses in the first half. Bad defense in the first half. Second half, he rebounded his ass off. Yeah, nine, he ended up rebounds. With nine rebounds. Yeah, rebounded his ass off. Struggled in the first half, came back, knocked down a couple threes where he did exactly what I wanted from him. If you're even open a little bit, you shoot. You've yeah. earned that. You're still yeah, a 50% three-point shooter. Exactly, and he was two for four, 50%. Yep. 
And those are tough threes. Good take them. Because if he's taking a three, the second big man on whoever we're playing is going to be at the perimeter. So it's one big man inside going to try to beat Edie for a rebound. Okay. We, we yeah, I like my I like that. my odds there. Yeah, and we did this with uh, Sasha only scoring seven points. Yeah, I mean, and he he took ten shots, only was three of ten, so thirty percent. And honestly, it, it, I mean, you missed him obviously uh, from an offensive perspective, but he was still out there making plays. He had four assists. Yep. Um, and the thing that is is great about what Sasha has done is he's added so much more to his game than just the three-point shooting. And it's interesting to me to see that Eric Hunter Jr. is kind of following in his footsteps, doing kind of that same play like you were just talking about that Hunter did, that normally I think you would see Sasha do when he gets to the hoop like that. Uh, to see Hunter do kind of a similar move is is interesting to me. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I'm trying to think of Sasha's taking a shot that I didn't like all season. Yeah, he. I mean, <laughs> even, even when the ball's not going right. in, he's taking good shots. So it's just like, shoot more keep shooting uh just same feeling that i had last podcast i like this team yeah and i like where we're headed and i like where we're at right now um we gotta play like jared wolburn played in this game yeah (laughs) one minute (sighs) it's one more minute than even as an optimist i would have hoped for so right yeah exactly i and i know this is like not really a meaningful stat in any way but i think it speaks to the weapons that purdue has uh, the bench production, Purdue from the three-point line, three of four uh, from members of the uh, of the bench. The only person who missed one was Trevion Williams, and and we went wound up with 23 points from our bench, which I think is just great, just phenomenal. Yeah, and honestly, Trey was really good on defense again. Yes, he's really turned it on. You know, from those four maybe five games where he looked a bit lost, uh, he really was taking it to Coburn. I think he took it as a personal challenge. He's got great hands. And we've seen him able to really get into uh, guards that are dribbling, big men that are going by him. He's just got long arms, and they're quick, and he gets to the ball. Not an efficient scoring night to a seven, but got to the line eight times. Yep. Uh, you know, you know, he's always going to rebound. He only played 15 minutes. Um, well, he did. He was in foul trouble. He yeah. wound up with four fouls. Oh, um, that, that was the thing we missed with first, because once again, first had to come in, play center. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he looked those, good. Those minutes are not bad for us. Like, I am excited about what he could be as a five in the future. But yeah, it's just, it's wild to me that Newman's sitting on the bench and doing nothing and we're still this deep. Yeah, yeah. So I... And and go go ahead. I, no, it's just, it's wild. We are, I hope we're not coalescing too quickly. <laughs> that is always the worry, you know, do you peak too soon? Uh, but I think this team is, there's just so much talent on it that that does not concern me. Um, you talked about Newman, and I know we've mentioned him on this podcast multiple times and what we think he can he can be for this team. Uh, you might have seen a tweet that um, Nicole Hoeing uh, tweeted and I retweeted. Uh, apparently, she she walked by Cardinal Court and there was uh, it was like 1230 a.m. and Brandon Newman was in there shooting threes um, all on his own. So I think you can tell that the, the, the young man really wants to figure out how he can get himself back on the court. Um, so we really hope he can find whatever he needs to do to get back out there because he's clearly putting in the work and we and we'd love to add another uh, shooter to the uh, to the depth chart here because you never know when someone's going to get in foul trouble or some injury could happen. So we want to be as fully loaded as we can come March. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we get any moments where he plays because he's he's just all the way out of the rotation right now. But, you know, we've got this three game stretch in Maryland, Northwestern Rutgers. Does Painter try to bring him in one of those games? 
I mean, if he does, I would say it was it would probably be Northwestern, um, just because that's that's going to be the game that I think Purdue will have. Northwestern's better than Maryland, according to Ken Palm. Okay, but I mean, we've already played Northwestern once, and we beat them by twenty. Uh, and it wasn't really that close. We gotta go. We gotta go and to the, we the dangerous Ryan the, Center. Yeah, but I mean, we didn't have we didn't have Jaden Ivy, and we beat him by twenty. So that it shouldn't be too bad. <laughs> I just um, like that. That would be a three game stretch where it'd be inter- If he doesn't play there, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough to find your way onto the court if that if if you don't see any in those games. So um, obviously, you know, the atmosphere was incredible in Mackey. Uh, the fans did a great job. This was a huge test. For this Purdue team, they passed it with flying colors. It's going to look like a very good win come Selection Sunday. And as we talked about uh, in the most recent pod, these are the kind of wins that Purdue needs if they want to get that one seed uh, that makes everything so much easier in March. So this is a great win for this team, and uh, it also puts us in a tie for first place in the conference because obviously, you know, March is the goal, but we would love to have another Big Ten title as we get there. So, Ledman. Yeah. How'd the orange people get in the... uh paint crew well apparently they got kicked out how'd they get in um i would imagine they were just wearing an orange shirt underneath and then took it off um but i think enough people tweeted at and tagged the paint crew that they were made aware of it and and kicked him out uh because you're not allowed to wear non-produced clothing in the lower bowl you can wear it uh because it's in the constitution the what of the the constitution of the paint crew what's that it's the document that is like every student organization has to have a constitution. Uh, so we helped write Who wrote it. it? <laughs> I helped write it yeah. when I was when yeah, I was the, the paint crew. <laughs> yeah. So because well because we were there when I was there when we changed to general admission seating. So it was like all they had to we had to come up with a whole new system and we had Thomas like, Jefferson of Purdue baby don't <laughs> sell yourself short. <laughs> so we had like five weeks to do this and we had to like make up all these rules so it was just chaos but what was your um, favorite yeah. one favorite rule yeah uh oh, definitely that you can't you can't wear non-purdue clothing in the lower bowl uh we originally had it you couldn't wear anything but black <laughs> in the lower bowl um but then you and, wanted to have gold knights well i mean obviously it, we had like unless it was a specific you know paint crew endorsed t-shirt or something like that so uh, they don't really enforce that as much nowadays, which makes me sad. Uh, I would have said no Twizzlers. As like, as in like the candy? Yeah. I mean, it's a trash candy. I agree with that. But like, why? Just because they're red? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Twizzlers suck. Twizzlers pull and peel much better. Uh, still not great. But, you know, if I have to choose between the two, that's what I would take. Also, they're distracting and could be used as weapons. Oh, yeah. You know, they are. Uh, they mm-hmm. they could hurt if you yeah. get like whipped with one. I, I yeah. agree with that, you know. Red rope. Yeah, so uh, there you go. There's our thoughts on Twizzlers. Uh, <laughs> anything else on this Illinois game before we take a break, Casey? Uh, no. Um, glad Frazier's all right. Yeah, that was a scary little moment there. But uh, it looked like he just kind of bumped knees with, with Ivy, um, which obviously can hurt quite a bit. But uh, glad he got back in the game because as a Purdue fan, we've seen enough knee injuries uh, that that's you know, immediately where my mind went is, oh, he tore an ACL. But – uh, luckily, he was able to get back up and get in that game. Uh, you know, he's been there roughly six, seven, eight years. Uh, so you want to see him finish his career healthy at, at Illinois. So that was good to see. Yeah. Um, the only real thing is, I mean, this will probably be more of a preview, but who? I mean, this Purdue team got into West Lafayette on Monday, played this game on Tuesday, left for Michigan today. Oh, did they leave today? I hadn't seen that. They, they left today to fly to Michigan. So. Oh man, they're gonna be exhausted. Who? Yeah. That's so. A lot. 
Yep. All right. So we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll look ahead to both Michigan and Maryland. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply and we are back to look ahead to an opponent who we should all know uh, fairly well, considering we just played them within the last uh, three or four days. Michigan! That's right. This time, Purdue travels to Ann Arbor for the rescheduled game that was originally set for January 11th. Now going to be February 10th, Thursday, another 9 p.m. tip. Uh, so make sure to take a power nap if you need to as Purdue travels to finish the season series against Michigan. Purdue was victorious in the first round, 82-76 to at Mackey Arena. Hunter Dickinson was, of course, the star for Michigan in that game, had 28 points. Uh, Casey, is he going to be, again, the one that we need to be most concerned about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no one else on their team is very good. Well, and hard to believe it would change since Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I have a hard time to believe that he could be that efficient again. Yeah, 12 of 17 in that first game. Um, you know, we talked about it briefly. Only had two rebounds. As a team, they only had 22 rebounds. Yeah, that's that's kind of nutty. Yeah, so... Considering we had 32. Yeah, I it does help that we shot so well, even though we missed a lot of threes. Uh, yeah, Dickinson's there's guy. Uh, yeah, if he wasn't in Fuego, that game's not even close. Caleb Houston, in theory, can go off. Um, yeah, I that's kind of the thing with Michigan. There's not, it's Dickinson and there's no one else that you're really scared of. Right. Yeah. The thing that, the only thing that frightens me about Michigan right now is what we were talking about right before we began this segment, uh, that is not going to be on the podcast is they need these wins to get back to the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. You know, they're sitting at 12 and nine 
uh, overall and six and five in the Big Ten. So if they want to get back to the NCAA tournament, they got to start stringing some wins together. So they're a desperate team. And you never want to face a desperate team that has talent uh, because they can put it together at any time. And that is what worries me the most about this game. Sure. Um, I would I would suggest that we're not going to shoot five of 18 against them this time from three. I would hope not. Uh, and we and I would hope that we will not allow them to shoot 55 percent from the floor. You would hope. Um, yeah, they were pretty good. Uh, yeah. Look, we've we've got a lot to play for. There's. The one good thing, Michigan should be about as tired as us, even though their schedule isn't as hard. They barely won the game. Uh, they barely won their last game against Penn State. Uh, well, I guess they, yeah, same schedule. So, uh, you know, they had a barn birder on the road in Penn State. They had to travel back to Michigan as well. We had to travel, you know, today, day before the game. In theory, neither team should be uh, more fresh than the other. Purdue wants them. Yes. They, yeah, uh, we're locked in, I think. That that's definitely what it seems like. Uh, we have triggered and found something with Ivy running the high pick and roll. Thanks a lot to the game against Michigan where they tried to zone us and we beat the zone with the high pick and roll over and over again. I think it's very clear that Michigan doesn't have a guard that can keep Ivy at all contained. And I think it'll be interesting to see if Edie can have a little more success against Dickinson this time around. Cause our bigs didn't play great against them. So I, every, every, indication from the game that we had at Mackey arena is if you go back to norms, our bigs are going to play better. Hard to imagine Dickinson playing better. He's probably going to play a little worse and regress and our three point shooting should get better. So, yeah, I mean, Trevion had a decent game, decent game. Trevion played well. You're right. I lied. Yeah. Seven of eight. He had a really uh, good game. One for one from three, four for five free throws, eight, eight rebounds. So he was 19 and eight. He was good, but you are right. The Zach Eady was, was not uh, his normal self that game, just five of 12 from the field. So if we can get normal Zach Eady to go along with a, a pretty good performance from Trevion, uh, I think you are right. It shouldn't make up for um, what we assume Dickinson will do because he, cle- I, I find it hard to believe that he could be as good and as efficient as he was uh, at home against Purdue. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a, Tough matchup because, you know, you're talking about going against Coburn, Dickinson, Coburn, Dickinson. That That is a – Yeah, it's a tough three games. It's a tough three games, but we have the advantage. We have two centers that get yeah, a and, le- and, and luckily, I mean, Dickinson, obviously a very good player in his own right, but not near as physical as Coburn. Um, so you I don't know. You, he looked pretty stout in the post. Yeah, right? but, I mean, he, when you he, play he against Coburn, you, you get beat up a lot yeah. more, I would say, than you would do against Dickinson. So – um, hopefully that'll that'll allow them to not be quite as sore. So um, I don't think there's a whole lot we need to say about Michigan. Have I ever told you the story about how I almost got kicked out of a game at Michigan? No. Yeah, so uh, this is when uh, it was my senior year at Purdue. It was when I was VP of the paint crew. Uh, my buddy Matt was president of the paint crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we took a, a whole bus full of paint crew members to the Purdue-Michigan game. And somehow, and I don't really remember how exactly – uh, some alum, uh, Purdue alum, who had really good tickets uh, at the Michigan uh, game at the Chrysler Chrysler Arena. Money, sent- Ledman. Um, well, yes. Money yes. is generally how you get good tickets. Money is exchanged for goods and services. Mm-hmm. Uh, sent Matt a message and said, hey, you know, I've got these tickets. I can't use them. Do you guys want them? <laughs> we're like, yes, yes we sir. do. Yes, we do. So, I mean, they were literally the first row behind the basket nice uh closest to the purdue bench so we go down there and like you know when you buy paint crew when you buy tickets for the paint crew 
you buy the only ones that are available. So they're always like in the top and the corner. They're not never good seats. So Matt and I took the seats on the floor and we're obnoxious college students. So we stand the entire game. Oh no. No one has any problem with it. Okay. It is it was a very good game back and forth. Probably the last five to six minutes, uh, Purdue took over the game and really kind of started to pull pull away. And at that point, some Michigan fan went and complained that we were standing. Uh, so they had a security guard come over to us and told us to sit down. And we're like, why? They're like, well, you're just not allowed to stand. And we were like, we're like, we've been standing the entire game. And at this point, I think there were only like three or four minutes left. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to kick you out. I was like, because we won't sit down? And we just like went back and forth with this guy. And then at this point, someone on the Purdue bench, and I cannot remember who it was, uh, looked over and like Matt made eye contact with him because we work with everybody who was uh, on the Purdue program at that time Mm -hmm. to like make sure things were going well. I think it might have been Elliot Bloom, um, who's like the director of basketball operations, looked over at Matt and like saw him arguing with this security guard. (laughs) And he like he like indicates to Matt, he's like, hey, come over here, come over here. So the guy's like getting ready to walk us out. And Matt goes, well, can't I just go sit over there? The Purdue bench is talking to us to tell us to come over. And the guy looks over to the bench and, like I'm, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's Elliot Bloom, like nods at him and, like, waves. So Matt and I walk behind the Purdue bench and sit behind <laughs> the bench for the last, like, two minutes this of the game. This is incredible. It was just wild. Awesome. Did I you mean, stand when you got there? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, uh, like... And the guy was – the security guard was such a jerk about it. Right. That it was so funny. And my parents were actually at that game um, because my, my aunt lives in Ann Arbor. Um, my uncle uh, years and years ago played Michi- played football for Michigan. Okay. Uh, so she's, like, connected to all the Michigan um, athletic stuff. So she was at the game with my parents, uh, and we, like, were catching up after the game. And she saw what happened, and she was like <laughs> – she was like, I am so sorry that those people did that to you. I am going to write a letter. She's like, I'm going to talk to somebody about this. Uh, I never heard what she did, but she is the the kind of person who would definitely do that. So uh, that is my experience at Chrysler Arena. Uh, one of the one of the best stories I've got. That's nice. Um, yeah, I, I have a less happy standing at a game story <laughs> yes, yes, at Ross-Ade. So, football game. So, so I'm glad they let you stay. We'll, we'll save that one yeah. for football season. Um, so there we go. That's Michigan. Uh, we've also got another game coming up on Sunday, which will kind of end this stretch of uh, nightmarish travel for Purdue. They come home to face Maryland Sunday, 1 p.m. game. Uh, Maryland not having a great season. Of course, they their coach stepped down like right in the middle of the, like right at the beginning of the season in a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they currently sit at three and nine in conference, uh, 11 and 12 overall. Not I miss the uh, turge. Yeah, <laughs> not not a real threat, I don't think, to this Purdue team. Um, but Casey, have you been able to watch any Maryland basketball, or uh, is there anything you can tell me about them? Ugh. I have watched like little bits, but you got to shut the TV off. Or your eyeballs are gonna burn out. Yeah, it's not a not a good team this year. Guess guess what the highest shooting percentage of a three point shooter on their team is? Thirty eight. Thirty four point eight percent. Oh, Eric Ayala. He is above and beyond uh, their best shooter. 
Oh, that's that's not good, which is, well, I mean, not good for them. Great for Purdue because, obviously, three-point defense has, has been our Achilles heel. So uh, if they don't have good shooters, that, that could make uh, the defense rest a little easier. Great names on this team. Okay. It hit um, me with them. Maybe the best name I've seen in college basketball this year. Uh, their short point guard, uh-huh. Fats Russell. Did you say Fats? Like Fats Domino? F-A-T-T-S. Russell. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's Russell. Um, Kudus Wahab? Nope. Yep. Uh, he is their biggest guy at 6'11". That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, anytime you don't have a seven-footer against this Purdue team, uh, it's going to be a little bit of trouble for you. Yeah, uh, It's it's been a tough season for Maryland. Yeah. Yes, it has. And they're going to have to come into Mackey. And their season's going to get tougher. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've lost to the likes of George Mason. Uh, they lost to Virginia Tech. Uh, Louisville, who is not very good this year. Uh, you know, they, they've they not not had a great season. They're, they did, oddly enough, beat Illinois and Rutgers. Yeah, uh, well, they beat Rutgers at home, so. Yes. Well, no, actually, no, they, no, no. they Sorry, lost. That, Rutgers. Yeah. They, they beat Illinois at at home. Yes, that was shot. They beat him by 16 points. That, yeah, that was that the game where no uh, Coburn was out? I don't know. Yeah, that game, Coburn was out. Uh, Corbello barely played. So. Oh, yep. Yeah, you are right. Coburn was out. So that makes a little more sense now. So, but yeah, it's pretty much all the things you would think of a team doing that they would need to do well to upset Purdue. That's not Maryland's game. Yeah, and they're on a, they're currently on a three-game losing streak. Uh IU, Michigan State, Ohio State. I mean, granted, that's a tough three games, but uh, they were not particularly close in two of those. Almost beat Michigan State, though. The Big Ten's weird, so, like, that's that's the one thing you kind of just have to hang your hat on. Like, you hope it's not a bad day. They played Wisconsin really well this year. Um, they're pretty good against Iowa on the road. It's They've got some players. There's just no – you can't look at them logically and be like, Oh, I can see where they will present the problem to Purdue because they don't have the size and they don't have the shooter. So they're they're not a very good basketball team. And as long as Purdue takes care of business, this is a game that should be over with without drama. Good, good. So, yeah, I mean, I think of the two games coming up, Michigan is obviously the one we're more concerned about for a number mm-hmm. of reasons. Uh, Michigan obviously has more talent. They've got Dickinson, and that game, of course, is on the road, whereas when we play Maryland, it's going to be in Mackey Arena where everybody's a little more comfortable, and Maryland has not exactly been setting the conference on fire this year. Correct. Yeah, so uh, I don't really think we have a need to talk about Maryland very much. No. Uh not only because, you know, they're just not if, very good. Look, but also if Turgeon because... can quit on him, we can quit on him. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, it still blows my mind that he just walked away. Uh, I mean, did he think he was going to get fired? Have you ever um, seen that man talk? He looks miserable. He always looks exhausted. So... He looks like he never wants to be anywhere. And people in Maryland, because I, I do live in Maryland, uh, don't like him. I don't know if anyone likes him. Uh, they were they're always complaining. They're always wanting him to leave. Uh, now, of course, he has left and they're having a terrible season. So I, I don't know that you can say the two are related, but, you know, maybe a little more data is needed, but maybe they're missing him now. Yeah, I don't Yeah. What do you think Purdue is going to be ranked come, come Monday? Yeah. Auburn lost. I, I lost. think we might I think we might bump up to number two, assuming Purdue wins both of these games. OK. Any chance we take over number one? Oh, yeah, there's a chance. There's but no chance. Hey, 
Sports writers have just been waiting to put Zags back on top. Well, that's probably true. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't know what their schedule is looking like uh, for this next week. I so it's, I, it's Gonzaga. They're playing them. Yeah. Um, they don't play anybody. You know? Oh, they do. Um, they get Pacific, and then they have to oh, well, St. Mary's. Okay. The, I was going to say the only home, they though. ever play that's any good is St. Mary's. At home. Yeah, so probably not likely there, but they have two we can always top dream. 40 opponents at the end of their regular season on the road. And who's that? They have to go to San Francisco San and they Francisco's have to go to a top St. 40 Mary's. opponent. I guess so. that seems I'm telling you, Ken Palm, I'm about done with him. <laughs> some, screwy, some screwy data in there. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it, you know, it'll just be exciting to see what happens. Purdue's just got to take care of business. They're now in the driver's seat to win the conference. And uh, I would love to take home another Big Ten title. So uh, unless we've got anything else, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, Casey, you got anything you need to throw out here before we go? It's They're going to earn it tomorrow if they win. This is yeah. A, just. Yeah, it's, it's been a grind. Three games in six days. Three upper echelon games. Uh, just did not have any kind of an off night with all three of them. Hopefully the first Michigan game was their off night. Right. Yeah. Cause we, we were able to escape that mm-hmm. despite not playing our best. And of course, Hunter Dickinson having a, a hell of a game. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how they do. I would have rather had the third game at home, have the crowd behind yeah. them to help them out a little but Right. Uh, keep riding Ivy. That's right. That's right. So there you go. There you have it. Um, we are now the home of your first place Purdue Boilermakers, uh, currently ranked number three. We'll see what happens, uh, come next week, but let's hope for two more victories until next time, folks. How about them boilers? Boiler up.